It's Golden Gossip with your fabulous host, me, Frank Golden. We're talking about surrogacy, IVF, and making babies. Welcome back, everyone, to Golden Gossip. I am joined by the fabulous Erica. Hello, everyone. Thank you for being here, Erica. Thanks for having me. Yes. So today we are going to talk about what things the surrogate can do to be supportive um, and really help their surrogacy journey um, be as pleasant Mm -hmm. as possible for everyone, for intended parents and for themselves. Um, So with that said, I know you have some questions. Of course I do. So in the very initial phases of, so I guess post-match call, Mm -hmm. post-matching, what can a surrogate do to help establish that relationship with their intended parents? So that is a really great question. Um, The first thing that I would say is that if you've gone through an agency, which we hope you have, I'm sure there was some sort of um, profile exchange or a match call or a Skype call or a meet. What I would say is always go back to your your profile and refresh your recollection where um, your values are concerned. Things that you have said to your intended parents initially are things that you want to hold true throughout your journey. So if you've noted in your your dear intended parents letter that you'd like to have a relationship by which they are um, considered like an extension of the family, remember those things. Introduce them to your husband. Introduce them to your children. uh, Make them feel as, as involved as possible. So have a refresher, look at the profile, make sure yeah. that you're not missing anything. And then, because that's really the foundation of the relationship, they're expecting you to fulfill things that you put in your profile and you're expecting them to follow through with things they've put in their profile as well. Um, so definitely take a look at that. Um, but like I said, introduce them to your um, to your husband or spouse mm-hmm. or partner if you haven't done so already, if, if everyone hasn't met on the call. Um, your children... And be forthcoming and open. Yeah, like, be as transparent as possible. And yeah. I, I think at that phase, even though questions have been answered during a match call and the agency, hopefully through the, with the right agency, they've really helped answer a lot of your questions as well. It's very normal for intended parents to have more questions for their surrogates. This is kind of like new to them where a surrogate's been pregnant before they've built their family. So this may not be um, as... Like they're not, there might be more understanding of what's going to happen. So I think for a surrogate to just be really open about the questions and okay answering them, even if it's like, oh, I've already kind of answered this, I just answer it again and be open, willing to help them through this. Understand that they're putting a lot of trust in somebody they don't know very well. And kick off that communication, you know, immediately after a match, um, exchange phone numbers, start your communication cadence, your texting, your calls. You really want to kick that off in a strong, robust way and just try to be as forthcoming and honest and build that communication um, immediately following match just so that it's, right. again, you're building a strong foundation with your intended parents. And I would imagine if I was trusting a woman to carry a pregnancy for me and I wasn't able to be there maybe in the same state, I would need a lot of reassurance. So what can a surrogate do to reassure her parents throughout the entire pregnancy from embryo transfer to delivery? That's a great question. 
one of the main things a surrogate can do is just be very forthcoming with information. Yeah. So you're exactly right. Intended parents in, in situations where geographically there's a barrier there, they can't come to all of the appointments. So don't wait for your intended parents to reach out to you to ask how the appointment went. You know, either try to take pictures if, if it's allowed right. it's not always allowed in the ultrasound room but if you can take a photo of the scan or you can have a lab tech send um a picture of the ultrasound call them call them while you're at the appointment have them on the phone on speaker exactly have them on speaker so that they can t- maybe the doctor can say hi everything looks right. great um be forthcoming with that information don't let them right. have to sit there and wait and guess and bite their nails yeah, be proactive you're mm-hmm. the one you know going on the appointment and you're in, in a sense yes the intended parents are the one that this is their journey and this is their decision but you kind of have an element of control in this where you're making the appointments you're going to the appointments you're getting the information and so um and don't put them in that awkward position to wonder okay should i am i jumping on her if i text her now is did she just leave the appointment yet just fill them in it takes two seconds of your day to tell them like hey it went really well it was awesome yes Uh, you know for adam and i we had um our surrogate in pennsylvania she would facetime us during her appointments so yeah that kind of stuff uh really makes a huge difference yeah and then also, I guess, throughout the pregnancy, how can a surrogate kind of address some of the things that she's going through without maybe freaking out her intended parents? I mean... Yeah, I think, um, you know, what I always say is honesty is the best policy. Yeah. You don't want to freak them out. You want to be transparent and give yeah. them that information, but don't play play up the drama, if you will, because right. they it might be something minor and maybe just kind of the way you tell them could really freak them out. So maintain composure. Right. Um, you know, it's your body, it's your experience. So no one can really tell you what to do or how to present things, but just be mindful of the fact that they will feed into every word you say. So if, if you know, it's not something super serious, again, I would downplay the drama aspect of it. Um, let them know that surrogate coordinator first, maybe absolutely. and talk to her about like, some of the things you're going through and we can give you professional guidance on how to, you know, maybe address it in a relaxed Th- That's exactly way. correct. Give us a call. We'll walk you through the scenario or even, you know, call your doctor as well right. and find out if, if it is something serious, how you should address it. Um, so that way, when you call your intended parents or notify them, you have the scenario and then what kind of the solution. The solution. Or- so obviously the surrogate is pregnant and the intended parents, that's, their child but they're not necessarily they're in the pregnancy but they're not in it you know they're not doing the pregnancy so how can a surrogate keep her intended parents very involved and make them feel like they may as well be pregnant themselves (laughs) yeah um so there's a couple different things here that the surrogate can do obviously taking pictures and Mm -hmm. video when at appointments if intended parents aren't there um, oftentimes surrogates also like to take pictures. They'll send like the belly bump photos, like yeah. the 20 week bump and, or they'll take one at every week milestone with like a little message. So doing those things is really helpful, um, or offer to wear the belly buds for your intended parents. They can record their voice or music oh, cool. and they can say, what are those? Yeah. They can put them, they can put the, they're like little microphones. They can put them on their belly and it'll cool. play the audio for the baby. So there's different gestures and things that, surrogates can do throughout the journey to bring their surrogate that bring their intended parents into the fold and make them feel like they're they're impacting the pregnancy in a positive way sure or like a text like 
felt him moving a lot today. Um, would probably be such a great text to get in the morning from like from your surrogate that the baby's been moving that day a lot or I mean what 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 other cool milestones could you share with your intended parents you know well the main ones um so like six weeks is very early on that's important because it's when heartbeat is detected so that's a really special one to go to um and then usually there's there's not really a lot of ultrasounds if the pregnancy and hopefully it is is uncomplicated throughout um the 20 week is huge definitely try to go to that one um but surrogates should actively engage their intended parents even if they're out of state and say you know i know you can't come to all of the appointments nor do i want you to i'm sure most surrogates would agree that you really don't need or want your intended parents at every single appointment because a lot of them are every two weeks eventually if it's a lot yeah adam and i used to go to the appointments with our local surrogate here in illinois and as long as there's no complications they don't even really do blood work she would walk in the doctor would say how are you feeling and boom done no ultrasound no nothing Um, but anything the surrogate can do to help pull intended parents in and say i really want you at the 20 week ultrasound like it's really important i'd love for you to be there make your intended parents feel like you really want them involved not that it's a burden or an inconvenience if they show up and maybe mention to them you know if their flight gets in a little earlier they get get in the day before you would love to have dinner with them and catch up in person Um, just saying those things and having those gestures of good faith is just really important throughout the journey I agree so typically we have we've had great intended parents Um, but sometimes like intended parents may have like um diet expectations or a little bit of exercise expectations you know maybe you can go into a little bit like what are some strategies that surrogate can do to ensure them that they are living a healthy lifestyle you know something that comes to my mind is maybe taking their kids to the park and a lot of our surrogates do that anyway that's the thing that mothers do with young children and taking pictures of that Mm -hmm. sending that to your intended parents and saying hey here we are outdoor activity and with my kids um, and make them maybe a little bit more part of your personal life, not just the pregnancy component. Yeah, and you know another great strategy too, especially with um, with all the advent of technology and mobile apps, is you can join like a My Fitness Pal with mm-hmm. intended parents, um, and they you can tra- That's you cool. can yeah you can track great, their yeah. fitness as intended parents, and they huh. can see like how many steps you get in in a day. Depends how transparent you want to be with your exercise regimen. If that's something that is built, your match was built on the foundation of your exactly. relationship. Not saying everyone needs to do that because no, no, no. not everyone is a gym buff and goes and right, does no, all again, that kind this of stuff. Was like but for intended parents that have worked out with their surrogate, that there is some kind of exercise diet expectation. Yeah, and the surrogate was like, yeah, of course, and then they decide to do that. That's a really yeah, cool do an idea. app. That's really cool. Um, or like you said, take take photos. Right. You know? Um, so we deal with a lot of gay intended parents and a lot of heterosexual intended parents. Do you think it varies? Um, so like gay intended parents don't ever see themselves being pregnant. Um, I mean, two gay males is what obviously I'm referring to. Um, and in heterosexual relationship, it could be a number of reasons why they were going for a surrogate, but it might be because the intended mother was unable to conceive a child on her own. So are there additional things that a surrogate can do to make the intended mother specifically feel more involved throughout the pregnancy? So there, you're, there is a difference there. Um, you're right. With gay couples, we never envisioned being pregnant. Mm-hmm. So we don't, we don't harbor any, um, any feelings of remorse or right. potentially resentment. We're just really kind of excited that this woman was able to help us the entire time. 
Now, with heterosexual couples, there is um, there's a different emotional dynamic there at play because um, I'm sure you can attest to this. Growing up as a as a little girl, you always think you'll grow up one day and have a baby. Yep. You know, you know that you're able to have a baby in most cases, or you think you're able to, right? Until mm-hmm. you go to try, and then it doesn't work, and then you go and see a reproductive endocrinologist, and they're like, okay here's the issues why, and to make this happen, you're going to need to use a gestational carrier. So um, that's a daunting realization for many women. Um, it, I'm sure it like stops you in your tracks and freaks you out, and then you have to come to that realization that you can't hold the pregnancy right. yourself, so you're putting all your trust in, into this woman, into your surrogate. For surrogates managing those relationships, I would definitely make sure that if you're working with intended parents where there's an intended mom, portion or aspect of the journey that you have an even more open dialogue with her and address her concerns and really ask what type of communication and updates she prefers because a gay couple may be happy to receive every single update you know like oh i'm getting a cramp i think it's braxton hicks or here's my belly bump photo and they may be gay couples are for the most part going to be very excited to receive those updates an intended mother may not want all of those updates just for a great her point. own sanity, her own emotional issues that she may be going through, not being the one carrying the baby. She may be more prone to having a negative impact right. of those feelings, getting all of those little updates. So, but that's not all, that's not every case, but, but it's check in with something her. you check in with her. It's just something that it's a component that could be present. So I would say as a surrogate, kind of step back and say, okay, there's an intended mom here. I'd like to get to know more about why, what her struggles were, why she couldn't carry the pregnancy and really address her concerns and make her feel as comfortable as I possibly can throughout this whole process and just kind of wrap your head around that. Um, That's such a great yeah. point. I really see, I was in the mindset of you might want to do more for updating an intended mother and get really in detail, but what a great point mm-hmm. that, that might not be appropriate, and you kind of have to see where she's at. Um, wow. Or she may That's be an intended point. mother that wants even more updates than a gay couple would. Right. She may want to go to every single appointment because she she wants to be even more tuned in. So it's just a, there are two different relationship dynamics there, versus a gay couple versus a heterosexual yeah. couple, and you really want to know that as a surrogate and then address those um, concerns well, head being on. very sensitive to that that's yeah. really important to um, and use your agency if you're hopefully everyone out there listening is with golden <laughs> surrogacy or considering using our agency um, and even if you're with another agency tap the agency resources yeah. and say okay there's an intended mom component you know talk to me a little bit about her how do i make her feel comfortable use your agency that's what we're here for we will help that relationship 100 percent So as the pregnancy comes to an end, there's a lot of mixed emotions there, especially for surrogates. I mean, it is about the intended parents having a child, but the surrogates are also going through this really, you know, emotional journey as well. It's a life changing event being a surrogate. That's that's our the feedback we hear from surrogates. It's life changing. So naturally, there's some anxiety about what's going to happen after this baby's born. Like I've really grown a relationship with the intended parents and I would like to stay in touch and if we do recommend typically the intended parents bring that up and, and make those arrangements and kind of develop that plan with a surrogate. But if for some reason an intended parent has not addressed this yet and it's getting close to delivery, 
Um, how can a surrogate address that with grace? So one of the things is um, surrogates can talk to the agency and say, you know, I, I haven't spoken with the intended parents about this, but what kind of updates should I expect or how can I engage in that dialogue? And we can give them some really great tips. Um, we, we can do a group consulta- or a group conference call and have kind of like a post-birth plan so that everyone's on the same page. We can help finesse that relationship. Um, hopefully by the time the pregnancy is, is coming to a close, after your nine months, you have a really great relationship with your intended parents. It's such that you can just say, hey, after this baby comes, you know, I'd love right. to get an update, you know, at the first birthday or anytime he or she does something cute, you know, send me a photo. You won't be bothering me because some intended parents might feel like if they're too involved, maybe they're bothering their surrogate. She needs to rest. And but this, a surrogate can very easily just kind of say, I would love those updates. You're not bothering me. Send me photos as you take them. But, you know, don't stress out. I know that you're raising a, a newborn now and things have changed. Yeah. So and that's another thing for surrogates to know is that all throughout the pregnancy, you'll be very accustomed to receiving a lot of attention from your intended parents. When you text them, you may hear back instantly. You may just have a really great connection with them. And then sometimes what tends to happen is after the baby comes, the relationship tapers a little and you, maybe you don't receive updates as quickly or you maybe you go a day or two without hearing from intended parents. Don't take that personal. It's just that now they have this, the baby, this now. baby, this little life form they're caring for. And they are, in most cases, they're full-time, you know, they're employed and they are, they're really stressed out. They have a baby now. Yep. Um, and they just need to kind of adjust to their new life so that it's nothing personal again they're not trying to ignore you they're just trying to adapt as new parents so know that going into um like your third trimester know that that's a a reality that can happen and it just have that open dialogue there's there's nothing to be bitter about nothing to be upset about and it means you did a good job it means you you produced a healthy baby and now they're taking care of that healthy baby you you've done what you set out to do and as a result they're immensely busy and stressed out. Um, so yeah, I guess that's a great approach is just to establish that trusting open relationship right off the bat so that when it comes to a post delivery relationship, you can just kind of maybe ask. And again, if it's awkward or uncomfortable or not sure how to do it, your agency should most definitely be, uh, more than willing to support you through that. And again, do a conference call or sometimes it's just less awkward if, we address it to the attendant parents first. I mean, whatever everyone feels comfortable with, but right. We don't want our surrogates going through the program feeling as though they don't have a voice that they're just, you know, women carrying these babies and you know, your emotions, your, um, how you're feeling, how you're processing everything is very important. And we want again, to make sure you have a voice and that you're transparent about how you're feeling and if you don't feel like you can address those things directly with your intended parents, then give us a call. Send us an email. We're there for you. We Definitely. will help those things become addressed, and we will help um, help the situation. So, Most of our intended parents and surrogates have maintained relationships past the pregnancy and delivery. And I know that we're still close with Debbie and Janet, mm-hmm. Frank and Adam surrogates. So, and we met them. You know, I know we know them by name, <laughs> the whole team here. But um, anything else you wanted to to kind of go over what surrogates can do. We talked about sending pictures, being transparent, making sure that if you have an appointment, 
they don't intended parents don't have to be there, but they definitely know about it um, and, and know how it went. I would say, you know, overall, my key takeaway would just be to have open communication and form your bond with your intended parents through um, open dialogue that follows. So um, and be nice. Uh, to your point earlier, yeah. Erica, they, you know, surrogates have um, to much of the much extent a lot of control over the pregnancy. It's yep. their body. They're the ones growing the baby. So there's a lot of um, trust that intended parents are placing in you. So be cognizant of that. Um, and just be open and honest with your intended parents. Be happy. Be yeah. positive. You're doing a really great thing for them. Um, and try to bring them into the fold as much as you can. And I and I think overall your journey will be um, will be a pleasant one. And, and it will continue beyond, um, you know, like you were saying with Janet and Debbie. And Adam and I have a great relationship with, with our own surrogates. We send them updates. The milestones post-delivery are amazing. So if that's the relationship you want, it's definitely possible. You just have to put forth the effort, and you will have a great experience. Yep. A life-changing experience. <laughs> yes. Um, well, so nothing else you want to add, Frank? We think we're good. I think yeah, we I, think, I think we're really good. I just want to say that this is our 20th Golden Gossip podcast. Wow. So bravo. that's pretty, yeah, bravo. Very exciting. And we, um, for those of you out there who don't know this, we're, we don't record these podcasts on a cell phone or some. No, Adam we, would never. No, allow we have that. like a real studio here at the office with professional headsets and mics and a mixing board, and we we're doing we're it still for real. Here. Learning new things. Like today, I learned a little bit more about the levels that Adam taught me, and we're yes. really though we're growing and learning and. Um, it's a it's an exciting time for the business. It, yeah, it, it truly is, and so this is an honor to be part of the twentieth. I want I, one day we'll be saying twentieth year anniversary. But right now it's just the twentieth podcast oh, anniversary. Yes, twentieth yes. oh, anniversary. I'll need a lot of wrinkle cream and hair dye for that oh, one. But, um, but thank you everyone out there who listens to Golden Gossip. Um, I know in the future we have some really great things lined up with more guests um, that we plan on interviewing. Um, but thank you for following us. If you're um, out there following us, all of our um, social media handles are at Golden Surrogacy. And if you share our content, use the hashtag Golden Gossip. And thank you for listening. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to this podcast segment of Golden Gossip. This is Frank Golden reminding you that everyone deserves a family.